Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. Welcome into Employment Notebook, where we bring you knowledgeable and experienced guests to discuss topics that focus on key components to workplace success. We're taking a look at influence for this particular episode and some important items to consider, particularly for the extroverts out there. To get some perspective and insight, we have Denise Briette joining the show. Denise is the CEO of Leader Express, which is a strategic leadership consultancy that has been helping leaders for nearly 20 years. Denise, how are you doing today? I'm doing just great, Tim. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. And this caught my eye, this idea of influence, specifically talking about uh, helping out extroverts. But I wanted to start there. How do you yourself, and based on your experience, define an extrovert? An extrovert is somebody who is really outgoing. In fact, when you get them in a crowd, they're usually the person who starts the conversation. They're the one who keeps it going. In fact, an extrovert is somebody who gains a lot of energy just by being in conversation with people. Hmm. So if you are um, somebody who is an extrovert and, um, and you know that that's the way you are, then I'd say big E is the one that's going to classify you. <laughs> All right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in most cases, especially in our country, Extroverts seem to kind of be the ideal that we think of when we think of leaders and people that are sort of involved with business. Do you see it that way? Is it in general a, a strength, a positive to have an extrovert in the workplace? Well, you know, to have an extrovert in the workplace has its pluses as well as its minuses. So there are certainly pros and cons. So when you say that here in the United States, we look at leaders and expect them to be extroverts, what's very interesting about leadership in the United States is that extroverts don't necessarily dominate leadership positions. Okay. In fact, People who are extroverted, about as many people who are introverted run companies and are leaders themselves inside companies, as well as people who are extroverted. Hmm. But in some organizations, it's expected that you are going to step out and be that extroverted person. So introverts, what they do, especially if they are leading organizations or leading people, is they learn how to be out there more so that their voice gets heard, their leadership is known. Well, that is interesting to hear because, uh, yeah, as you mentioned there, it's there's sort of that feeling within a lot of organizations that that's what's, uh, what's desired a lot of times. So when it comes to the extrovert, then what are some of the challenges that are associated with being that type of personality uh, that could be a drawback or seen as something that isn't necessarily ideal? Well, extroverts are known for putting their ideas out before they're actually fully cooked. And what I mean by that is an extrovert gets his or her ideas while they are in conversation. They formulate them while in conversation. So what may happen is in front of a group, an extroverted leader might be talking about something he or she wants to have done. And once again, that person was likely formulating their ideas. People might walk away and say, ah, that's what he wants us to do, Mm -hmm. which in fact is probably not the case, (laughs) but that might be the case. Okay. So that's certainly one thing. Um, Do you want me to talk to a few other things? Yeah, give us everything you got. Absolutely. Okay, good. (laughs) So extroverts sometimes, this is not every extrovert, but extroverts who are not consciously really aware of what they're doing, they sometimes take over conversations. That is, no one gets a chance to say much of anything because an extrovert has ideas, wants to get them out on the table, Mm -hmm. wants to talk them through. The extrovert might not listen enough to the comments that are coming through and may appear as though she's talking too much. Extroverts as well, they like voicing their unedited opinions. As I said earlier, because an extrovert likes to talk their ideas through, 
their opinions might not be well thought through before they give them, or their comments may not be well thought through before they give them. Okay. And they may seem some people as though they're just talking off their head, which is not useful. Right. Now, of course, uh, you have a, a interesting dichotomy when you talk about maybe an introvert and an extrovert. And of course, you know, we're using these terms and a lot of people are going to be somewhere falling in between. But when it comes to those two, and we'll get into some help or in, in ideas of influence for those extroverts, when it comes to those two, what is the biggest challenge when it comes to maybe an extrovert conversing with an introvert? Is it simply the idea of, of getting things out there or, or what would you, what would you uh, theorize? The biggest that I see in the leadership work that I do is that an extrovert, as I just said a moment ago, tends to uh, talk quite a bit. The introvert may not get the chance to bring his feelings or his thoughts on the table. And so um, an extrovert needs to be very mindful. And I know you're not necessarily asking for tips right this minute, but I will say that an extrovert needs to be mindful that when he or she is speaking, that the people in the room may in fact may not be extroverted as much as she is or he is, Mm -hmm. and therefore needs to stop, ask a question, wait for an answer, and invite those introverts in. Okay. I I like how you pause there at each point. I I got the sense like you were sort of uh, trying to encourage people to do that sort of same thing, almost a mental pause for yourself there. It is a mental pause. Actually, I run influence webinars for people worldwide. They're very interactive sessions. So when I ask a question, I'll ask a question and I will wait until I get an answer. And Mm -hmm. sometimes actually for an extrovert, and I am one, waiting a long time can seem excruciatingly painful. (laughs) Sure. Well, I wait five seconds. And five (laughs) seconds is a long time for most people. Well, I, I think that's a great start to uh, sort of the ideas that we're talking about here and, and helping out the uh, extroverts in terms of influence and just sort of general practices within the workplace. So let's get into maybe some areas that you could help out these individuals. Maybe they sense that there's an issue there or maybe, uh, again, just general strategies for them. Where would you start in terms of giving extroverts that piece of advice? The first piece of advice I would give is for the extrovert to plan ahead. Now, here's what I mean by that. Because they're pretty casual and they're outgoing, they, as I said earlier, like talking out loud to build their ideas. Right. What they should do is get a colleague or a friend, talk their ideas out with them ahead of time. So by the time they actually get into the influence discussion, they will have a well-formulated idea. Otherwise, they might appear as though they're just tossing things out there to Mm. see if it sticks. So get clear practice with a friend or, you know, at least talk out loud with a friend mm-hmm. uh, or a colleague before you go into the meeting. That's the first tip. And this, uh, this is ba- based on what I've already said, but this one is talk less and listen more. And as I said earlier, it's very easy for an extrovert to talk, so much so, in fact, that they may go off on tangents, ask a question, possibly without ever responding to what, well, they may be asked a question and they may respond possibly to something that wasn't even asked because they will go off on tangents, Mm -hmm. or they might choose to answer a question they thought should have been asked and had the discussion essentially in a few different directions. (laughs) None of this could be relevant to what the decision maker might have wanted the information about. So what the extrovert should do is practice answering only the question asked and limiting the response to, I would say, 15 seconds tops. Hmm. The person will ask you another question. I mean, you can certainly expound Mm -hmm. if they ask you to, or you could even say, would you like me to go into more detail on any aspect of this? The person would say, yes, on X, go into detail on X. Don't do Y, Z, or A, B, and C just because you think they might need that. Sure. Stop. That's all you do. Okay. (laughs) 
I was going to ask that question because I've sensed that from individuals before too, where they will talk for a little bit and then actually pause and, and ask a question as if, do you want me to go on further? Is that something that is effective? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't give any sort of sense of a, a lack of control or anything in that case? I might not say, do you want me to go on further? I would say, what aspect of what I'm already presenting would you like to hear more about? Okay. No, I like that. I think that is a, a nice bridge there with that. Yeah. Right, right. And then the person will say, yeah, tell me more about A or tell me more about B. Sure. Because, of course, by the way, if you just say, would you like me to go on further, the individual is going to say, well, about what? Mm. And so you need to be the one who gets more precise. Which aspect of this would you like to hear more about is the better way to say it. Sure. No, it makes perfect sense. Great. Well, that leads us into the third, uh, third little tip here that you can offer up to the extroverts out there. Yeah, and that's wait before acting. Extroverts like to take action very quickly. So when you're in conversation with an extrovert, you might say, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about taking action? The extrovert will say right away, yeah, let's, let's move on that. Let, let's just get going. Mm-hmm. But what an extrovert really ought to do is making sure that they don't take action sooner than they should. Now, what this also means is when an extrovert wants to influence someone, they should think about the most opportune time to influence that decision maker. What extroverts sometimes do is if they pass the decision maker in the hallway, it might seem like an opportune time for the extrovert, but for the person in the hallway whom they are essentially putting their idea in front of, that decision maker, that may not be the best time for him or her. Right. So what an extrovert needs to do then is say, hey, I have this idea, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to talk with you about it more. When would be a good time? So you're asking for the time. If the person says, what about right now? Perfect. If the person says, let's do it tomorrow, get a time in the calendar. Sure. Don't do what an extrovert might do, and that is launch in full force right there and then before you find out if it's the right time. No, I think that's a great example. I think uh, I'm sure there are people who've come across that uh, scenario in a lot of different ways, maybe on either end, where they're getting that extrovert's uh, sort of thoughts and opinions right away, or they are the person who's trying to present them. So I appreciate that example. I did want to ask, some people listening might not think they are that person or they might not recognize it or be aware that they are maybe in this category. Can you offer up any way for people to recognize that and maybe understand that they might need to change their perspective? They might need to utilize some of these tips that you've offered up today? All right. So here's what I want to do. I really want to laugh and say, there is no extrovert out there who doesn't already know that he or she is an extrovert. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you, extroverts know it. And and when they hear what I've just said, like plan ahead, talk less, listen more, wait before acting, most extroverts are going to say, oh, hello, that is me. Okay. Now, here's the key, though. An extrovert may know that this is what they do, but what an extrovert needs to do is say, and now I need to do something differently. Mm -hmm. So if, in fact, I talk more and listen less, let me just turn that around. The next time I'm in conversation with someone, let me listen more and talk less. So it has to be a conscious choice to make the change. Right. Once again, extroverts know this is what they do. <laughs> they have to be very clear, this is what I should no longer do, mm-hmm. unless, of course, I'm chatting with friends. But in work, if I want to influence, I need to do things differently. I think that's a, a very interesting point and one that I didn't think of. And uh, as you said, you're uh, on the extroversion side of things for the most part. So uh, spoken from true experience, I, I take it there. Now, when it comes to some of these ideas, um, of course, it's maybe a challenge to try to change that perspective a little bit. Do you have any examples, either from your own experiences, where you noticed the change and how it helped, or maybe with individuals you've worked with that you could share, just to really sort of bridge the gap from theory to tangible evidence? Yeah, I do. 
glad you asked that. So once an extrovert becomes aware that the behaviors that they're using on a regular basis may not be the ones that are going to get them to where they want to go, right. and they then make a conscious choice to make a change, here's what I've seen happen. Well, actually, I'm, I'm running a group of people in a leadership program right now, and half the group are extroverts and the other half are introverts. Probably a couple of weeks ago, oh, it was actually a couple of weeks ago when I was in a conference meeting with a bunch of people, and one of the women in the group said that what she had done was she had had a meeting, she was running it, she was in fact going off on what she realized were two or three different tangents, and that the agenda that she had come in with, she hadn't stuck to. Hmm. She stopped herself, essentially, not even mid-meeting, probably a third of the way into the meeting, backed up and said, let's look at the agenda again to see what we're covering. I'm going to take it steps one, two, and three. Let's have conversations about each one of these steps Let's see what we need to do next. And she stuck to it. Hmm. She said when she walked out of the meeting, she was shocked. <laughs> I'm saying shocked, shocked, and I'm laughing at the fact that they actually got something done. They got some next steps, and she knew what she was doing, and the rest of the people on her team knew exactly what they were doing. She said, hmm, now that was a little bit different. Sure. That's a beautiful example. And I, what I find interesting about that is you had the agenda, which was sort of the planning ahead in a way, and she still veered off the path as you talked about. But uh, of course, as you said, that her shock, the how well it worked when she did bring it back on track. And I think that's a, a wonderful example. And as I said, listeners always love hearing those real life uh, scenarios that they can relate to maybe on a, a little bit stronger level. We are getting a little low on time, but I did want to offer up as we do for all of our guests here at the end, to give our listeners a, a final takeaway, something to sort of wrap up this topic, anything you want to leave them with that you think would be beneficial? Yes, I will say this. If this is you, and I don't mean you, Tim, but if this is you out there and you are extroverted, stop and ask yourself the questions based on the tips that I have said. What is it that I might need to change? What is it that I might need to do differently? Such as, do I need to plan ahead before I walk into a discussion? Do I need to talk less and listen more while I am in that discussion? And do I need to wait before acting? That is, even in that meeting, should I stop and think first before I give a quick response on the next actions, or should I give myself some time to think it through? Those are the three things that I would say you want to stop and ask yourself, what should I do? And when you do that, when you're conscious about it, things are going to certainly, I would say, they're going to change pretty drastically for you as an extrovert. You'll find out you'll get much more done in much less time. And that's then going to leave you some extra time to go off on a tangent if you feel like it. Very nicely put. I like how you uh, kind of brought it full circle there in the end. With that, we will have to wrap up this edition of Employment Notebook. Again, we've been speaking with Denise Briette. She is the CEO of Leader Express. Denise, where can people find out more about you and your work if they're interested? Well, they could go to my website, Leader Express. And Express, by the way, has no E for those of you who are out there. So it's L-E-A-D-E-R-X. P-R-E-S-S dot com, or they could read my blog, which is denisebriette.com, D-E-N-I-S-E, Briette, B-R-O-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E dot com, and that's my blog site. All right, perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on and sharing with us. We do appreciate it. Yeah, great, Tim. Thanks a lot. Take care. And as always, if you are interested in giving us some feedback or offering suggestions for future shows, send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You could also do that on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. You can use the hashtag LJNRadio as well. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 